But we're going to continue the series this morning on uh, that Pastor Brandon started just a few weeks ago called The Kingdom. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God. Our greatest priority in our life should be the kingdom of God, right? And so um, because the kingdom of God has everything we need, if we'll just seek the kingdom of God, the Lord is going to take care of everything else we need, right? And so now I thought it appropriate this morning uh, during this Thanksgiving weekend to talk about a kingdom principle that I'm calling an attitude of gratitude. Come on, you feel like you got to have an attitude just to say it, don't you? An attitude of gratitude. Don't you think God's people should have a different attitude than the world? I mean, you know, Pastor Bram was talking about the culture of the kingdom of God. The culture of the kingdom should be different than the world. And the culture of a kingdom-minded person should be different than people in the world. And we should have an attitude of gratitude. Amen? And in, in, uh, in, in uh, Luke chapter 17, there's a story there where, uh, which drives home the importance of believers having an attitude of gratitude. And I want to read it with you. If you have your, your phone, your Bible, or go to the app and look at the notes. But in Luke chapter 17, in verse 11, it says, Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, he came back, praising God in a loud voice. And he threw himself at Jesus' feet and he thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to them, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. The attitude of gratitude. Imagine how powerful that moment was for these ten lepers. They had just gotten healed of an incurable disease. Imagine that. And so because, you know, this leprosy was contagious, they were required to live a very isolated, outside-the-camp type life. They weren't allowed to mingle with everybody else. They had to live outside the camp. They had to inform everybody whenever they got close to somebody, unclean, unclean. They weren't able to just do what everybody else did. They lived a life of rejection. I mean, their skin had scabs on it and spots all over, and it was eating away their flesh. And all of a sudden, in a moment of time, the Lord touches them and heals them, and all of a sudden their skin is clean. Come on, how many of you know that's a great day right there? Amen? Now, a couple of points I want to make about this story. Number one is that, first and foremost, it's obvious It's obvious that the Lord expects an attitude of gratitude from his people, right? It's a kingdom principle, folks, that the Lord expects us to be thankful, to have gratitude. 
in a world, in a society where people are not happy. They're whining, they're complaining, they're murmuring. We need to have an attitude of gratitude. Amen? But Jesus wasn't expecting one to return. He was looking for the other nine. Right? So clearly the Lord expects an attitude of gratitude. Now here's the second point. Statistically speaking, it seems that there are way more people who have ungrateful and unthankful attitudes than people that have grateful attitudes. In fact, you may say one out of ten. Like the lepers, right? Can you believe that these nine lepers, after the Lord gives them a, a miracle, they act like he never did anything for them? I mean, they forgot that he even existed. Hey, 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 weren't you, weren't you dealing with an incurable disease? Didn't you get healed? Isn't your life totally transformed? See, when he said, go see, go see the priest on their way, they got healed. On their way, they got healed. I mean, you would have thought all ten of them would have been running over each other to get to the Lord, right? But only one did. But now, just before, uh, before we judge these lepers too harshly, how often we take God's blessings for granted? How often God does every, all these things for us and we got our arms crossed? Come on, you know, like what we tell our kids not to do. Right? And so too often we're content to enjoy God's gifts and blessings, but forget to show appreciation for him. We forget to show appreciation for what he's done. We're quick to ask God for help, but we're slow to praise him when he answers our prayers. Come on, you know, we, we have a problem here in America. We're too blessed. We're so blessed we forgot where the blessing comes from. The Bible says, look into the hills and where your help comes from. Your help comes from the Lord. Amen. And so 2 Timothy 3, 1 and 5 says this. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days, there will be very difficult times. For people will love only, for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving, unforgiving. They will slander others, have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject, reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Now, whenever I was reading that port right there, got me. Stay away. From, how many of you know a bad attitude is contagious? So Paul told Timothy that in the last days, ungratefulness will abound everywhere and that we should stay away from people like that. Listen, it's we understand that the world is like that, but people in the kingdom should have an attitude of gratitude. The apostle Paul his final advice to the Thessalonian church in 1 Thessalonians 5, in verse 16, he says, always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. 
Wow, an attitude of gratitude is a kingdom attitude. It's part of our culture. It's what we should possess. And notice it says in verse 18, be thankful in all circumstances. In other words, we have no excuse for not being thankful. That's what he's saying, right? An attitude of gratitude is a requirement. Listen, we may not be able to be thankful for all of our circumstances, but we can be thankful in all of our circumstances. Amen? And so why is an attitude of gratitude so important? Let's just talk about that for just a moment. There's a few reasons. Number one, an attitude of gratitude honors God. Anytime you thank someone or show appreciation for them, you honor them, right? If Tanya cooks me a delicious meal and I've enjoyed that meal and I say, Tanya, thank you for preparing this meal. Don't you think that's honoring to her? So whenever we show appreciation to the Lord, we honor the Lord. And so as Christians, we need to develop the discipline of being thankful to God for whatever he has already done for us. How many of you know we don't need another thing to be grateful for? Are y'all hearing me? Is my mic on out there? Did you know that every Christian has been cured of an incurable disease called sin? You see, sometimes I think we don't give God thanks because we forget what God has done for us. Like, like we, we deserve that. No, no, no. What we deserve is not that. Right? But listen, listen what Jeremiah 13, 23 says. Can the Ethiopian change the color of his skin? And the answer is, or a leopard take away his spots? And the answer is, nor can you who are so used to doing evil now start being good. In other words, listen, without God's help, you can't act like a Christian. You can't behave like a Christian. You can't enter the presence of God. If it's not for God, we're done. Amen. Leprosy is a type of sin in the Bible. And just as leprosy is uncurable, our sin problem is incurable unless the Lord extends his mercy and his forgiveness towards us, we are stuck in our sin. But thank God, he's a God of forgiveness, amen? Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Come on, how many of you know we could stop right there and just have a Thanksgiving service right here? Because only the Lord is able to cure us of an incurable disease. You know, whenever you hear people say, how long have you been a Christian? I've been a Christian all my life. No, 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 not all your life. No, in fact, you were born a heathen. Go, go, go look in the nursery. You'll see them out there. I mean, they got an evil nature, right? Until the Lord saves us and delivers us from the power of sin. Amen. So we need to be thankful that he has cleansed us, forgiven us. How many of you committed at least one sin? And if you say no, you just committed it, right? And the Lord says, I'm not going to count that against you. I'm going to forgive you. But we also need to develop the discipline of thanking God for who he is. I, I love this verse, Psalm 107 and 1. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Come on, how many of you know that's a good verse right there? We need to thank God 
not just for what he has done for us, but for his incredible goodness. We serve a great God. We serve an amazing God. Whenever I think about how patient God is with me, it's like, oh man, thank God he's a good God. Thank God he's a merciful God. Because he'd have just thrown me out a long time ago and said, nah, you don't make the cut, man, go. Amen, how about you? Come on, how do you feel out there, right? Aren't you glad we serve a good God, a faithful God whose mercy never ends? They're new every morning. I mean, I could fall on my face yesterday, but today I could start afresh and anew and say, Lord, I'm here to give you praise, glory, and honor. Come on, help me just praise him right now. Amen. James 1.17 says this, every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He's not shifty. He's not one way one day. Come on, we ain't got to open the door and see if he's having a good day. Every day's a good day in the Lord. Amen. So if we want to develop an attitude of gratitude, just begin blessing the Lord. Just begin blessing him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, listen, that breath that you just breathed, he loaned that to you. Come on, bless the Lord for that breath. Amen. Say, I'm a self-made millionaire. No, 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 you're not self-made nothing. If the Lord didn't give you the breath to get out there to make a living, you'd have never made a penny. Come on, it's the Lord. It's the blessing of the Lord. Amen. Psalm 103, 1, bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Folks, we serve a great God. I promise you, when you begin thinking about all that the Lord's done for you, your heart's going to overflow with thanksgiving unto God. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Come on. How many of you are glad you're not in jail today? How many of you are glad? Listen, you might be going through some things, but thank God you still have breath in your lungs. Amen? Come on. Thank God you have the mental faculty. You could have been like that king that the Lord, he looked over his city that he built, and he said, look at this magnificent city that I built. And the Lord said, we'll see. I'm going to take away your mental clarity, and you're be like a cow eating grass out in the field where the dew lands on you and his his fingernails became like cork screws and he was eating grass like a cow and the lord said now who built that city you lord you built that city amen you know praising god is an attitude of gratitude and we have to know we have to understand we shouldn't have to be worked up to praise god if we, if we get it, if we understand it, if we understand loss, separated from God, saved, heaven bound. We understand that right there. If we understand we can't stop breaking God's law, God forgives us every day. Ooh, thank God, right? You know, we'll, we'll have an experience with God. Amen? If you got that, say, I got that. Can I tell you just a little story before we move on? I was talking to a guy here one Sunday in the, in the lobby, and I said, man, how you connected? Oh, well, you know Uncle Rex. How many of you know Uncle Rex? Uncle Rex Stokes. He said, I'm Uncle Rex's neighbor. 
I said, oh, okay. He invited you? He said, well, let me tell you the story. He said, I live right on the side of Uncle Rex. And he said, in the morning, I'd get up. It was just barely daylight, and I'd hear some music. And he said, I'd look out there. He said, I could hardly see. And he said, Uncle Rex is over there. And he had some Christian music on, and he had his hands raised. Sometimes he's even dancing out there. I was like, man, what's wrong with this guy? He's crazy. And he said, but the next day I'd go out there, and there's Uncle Rex. He got his music on. He's got his hands in the air. He's worshiping God. So now I know Uncle Rex had been going through a tough time. He lost a child. Uncle Rex was mad. He was angry. He was bitter. He was ready to take somebody out. But he had an experience with God. And he was grateful for God's grace. He knew if he'd have followed through with what he wanted to do, he would have never saw the light of day again. Uncle Rex got forgiven. He's grateful. Now he's in his back porch just praising God. The guy said, I got so tired of seeing him just enjoying life like that. I said, I got to go see about that. And he went over there and said, man, what's going on? And Uncle Rex just started sharing his testimony. He said, I want to go to church with you. Come on, how many of you know the power of a life that has been redeemed and praising and worshiping? Come on, give him praise right now in the house of the Lord. There he is right there, Uncle Rex. Amen. I'm glad the Lord saved you, Uncle Rex. Amen. A second reason developing a a grateful attitude is important. An attitude of gratitude helps you to stay healthy emotionally. You know, doctors have learned that, that gratitude is the healthiest human emotion that you can possess. The more grateful and thankful you are in life, the healthier you'll be emotionally. It's one of the healthiest emotions you can have. Getting back to the story of the ten lepers, that one that came back, verse 15 says, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. He was shouting. He didn't say, praise God. He shouted, my skin's healed. The spots are gone. I don't have to shout unclean anymore. I can go to town. I can go shopping. Praise God. I think that's a picture of an emotionally healthy person. Amen? Now the world says if you get too crazy in church, something's wrong with you. But come on, the Lord says, I like that. Amen? So this leper came back praising God, shouting unto the Lord. One sign of an emotionally healthy person is one who is inhibited in his thanks and his praise to God. Amen? That person is free. Amen? Come on. Are y'all with me out there? I remember when I first got saved and I came to church and I'd see people lifting up their hands. i said, they're crazy. What are they doing? You're supposed to be quiet up in church. You're supposed to be, you know, hold it together. But I look at them and say, something about that I want. Amen. And finally, man, I get a little finger up there, you know. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, you know. And then after a while, once you get free, it's just like, I don't care what you think. I'm here to magnify the name of the Lord. Amen. Come on, you can just stay on your high horse if you want and be like Micah, David's wife, who got barren because she had a problem with David's jumping up for joy. Come on, I suggest you just be free in your worship to God. Amen. Now listen to this, Colossians 3.15, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. 
There's a direct correlation in this verse between God's peace and being thankful. You know, an ungrateful person, a person that doesn't have appreciation for anything, they're not going to be peaceful. They're not going to be happy. But when you learn to have an attitude of gratitude, you're going to be happy. You're going to be content. And that's what this verse is saying. A peaceful life is connected to having a grateful and thankful heart. You know, not long ago, kind of what got me started on, on this, on this page, this message. Back in first hurricane, not, well, we had so many of them. Well, one of them hurricanes back over there, you know, um, Delta. Hurricane Laura, excuse me, Laura, that hit Lake Charles. You know, I was, I was on my back patio and cause God's back there on the back patio, you know, and, and I'm just, uh, I, my, my roof got damaged and I called my insurance company and said, ah, well, we can't have not enough damage. You're, you're deductible and all that. And it's like, oh man. And then, you know, I was thinking, golly, that, that roof is going to be expensive, you know, and, and, uh, man, what kind of insurance is this anyway, you know, and had a little fit there, you know, and then we had this nice little car that was paid for hardly any miles on it. Some, some guy just quit looking at the road and he backed in on, on Tanya on Congress Street and put her back bumper close to the, you know, the front seat and totaled our car and then our washer went out and then a couple of days later our dryer went out and come on, how many of you know what I'm talking about? And then if you, you got to be careful like Job, watch how you get around with because other people come around and say, well, you must be living in sin. What's all this going on? Man, I'm staying away from you and all that. But I was just having one of these moments and I was a little depressed. I was a little discouraged. It's like, man, what's going on? And so I just began to just worship. I just began to praise the Lord. And the Lord said, Todd, aren't you glad you didn't have to bury your wife? Todd, aren't you glad you didn't have to go see her at the hospital? Yes, Lord. Todd, aren't you glad you don't live in Lake Charles? <laughs> you can live in your house. I said, yes, Lord. Todd, aren't you glad? That you had a few dollars, you could go buy your washing and dry. Yes, Lord. All of a sudden, come on, just a change of focus. Instead of being depressed and discouraged, I went from being grateful for the Lord's provision. Amen. It's amazing how when you have an attitude of gratitude, instead of looking at what the Joneses have or don't have, quit looking over the fence and seeing what they got or they don't got. Just look at the Lord. Just look or keep your eyes focused on Him. And I'm telling you, an attitude of gratitude will break depression, discouragement off of you. And give you the joy of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, there's more to that story, but I'm going to hold it till later. Amen. Number three, a third reason we need to have an attitude of gratitude is gratitude can open door for, a door for greater blessings. And, uh, you know, in Luke 17, 17, look at this. It says, Jesus asked, we're not all ten cleansed? We're not all ten cleansed. So he cleansed all ten, right? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? There's a Samaritan. The others were Jews. Jews, you know, they, they should have known. Samaritan was like a heathen, lost, right? 
But they understood the right thing to do. In verse 19, then he said to them, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Now the phrase made you well is, is a word that means sozo in the original language. Sozo means more than just physical healing. It also means to protect, to rescue from danger, to save, to deliver from harm and affliction. So here's the point. All ten lepers were healed physically, but only this one leper that had an attitude of gratitude that returned to give praise to God, this one leper received a much greater blessing than just physical healing. Amen? Are y'all following me? He received a deeper blessing of deliverance, protection, preservation, and wholeness because he possessed an attitude of gratitude. This one leper got something the other nine didn't. Why? Because the other nine didn't appreciate what the Lord had done for him. I'm telling you, this this will preach right here. Come on. Instead of being ungrateful for what we don't have, let's be grateful for what we do have, and it'll position us for a deeper blessing from the Lord. Amen. You remember whenever uh, Jesus fed the 5,000 men, remember that? And he was preaching and they'd been there all day and the disciples said, Lord, we, we got to send these guys on the way. I mean, they can't. There's no rooms out here. They've been out here all day. There's no food out here. we got to send them on their way. And the Lord said, well, you feed them. And he said, feed them. Feed this crowd. We can't feed this crowd. So what do you have? And he said, well, we got these little, you know, these little loaves of bread and these couple of shoe pick, you know, and these couple of fish here. And he said, well, bring it to me. He said, have them sit down. And I want you to see this in Luke 9, 14. Then he said to his disciples, have them sit down in groups of about 50 each. The disciples did so and everybody sat down. And taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and he broke them. Then he gave them to the disciples to set before the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. Now, Jesus took the five loaves of bread and the two fish. And what did he do? He gave thanks to God for it. He gave thanks to God. See, Jesus gave thanks because he saw that the bread and fish were really a gift from God. Right? But once he thanked God for it, they took the bread and the fish and they broke it. They fed 5,000 men, so probably 10,000 people. The gift multiplied after Thanksgiving. See, I really believe this, that if we'll learn to have an attitude of gratitude and we'll start showing appreciation and start giving thanks for what we have instead of looking over the fence at what we don't have, I think God is going to bless what we have now and multiply it, and that blessing is going to go further. Are you all with me out there? Come on, that's why we need to have an attitude of gratitude. And by the way, you know, whenever you're discontent, when you're not content with what you got, you know, kids, whenever you start handing them out some snacks, they say, what you got? And they can't enjoy their snack because they're looking over there, what you got? Come on, you know, you can't even enjoy what God gave you if you're looking over there. Come on, just start looking at what God gave you. Amen. And praise God for what's in your hand. Praise God for what he gave you. And come on, I believe there's going to be a release of greater blessings in your life. Amen. A final reason developing a gratitude 
A grateful attitude is important. Is number four, an attitude of gratitude can turn your hopelessness into triumph. You know, 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Now, why should we give thanks to God regardless of what we're going through? Because that's basically what it's saying, right? In all circumstances. So in other words, it's saying, don't wait for everything to get good to thank God. Thank God now. Whether it's good, whether you're in the valley or the mountaintop, thank God now. Because this is God's will for you. Now, why would God want us to give thanks regardless of what we're going through? Well, I think two main reasons. Number one is being thankful to God keeps our focus off our problems and on God's promises. Amen? Now listen, whenever I started counting my losses and my washer, my drive, my little car, whenever I started looking at my problems, I was getting depressed. I was getting discouraged. When I got my eyes off my problems and on his promises, all of a sudden I got encouraged. Amen. And what does the Bible says say in Romans 8, 28? And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. God can take lemons and make me some lemonade. God can take what the enemy meant for harm and turn it around for my good. God can take my problems, my heartaches, my struggles, my burdens. He can take the deep hurts that I go through and use it to bless me in a way that I never thought that God could bless me. Come on, the reason why we're here in church, most of us, is not because our ship came in and we got blessed. It's because we went through a, a dark time in life and we finally said, God, I need you. And he came in and he forgave us and he filled us with his spirit and now we can stand and say, Lord, I love you. I honor you. I bless you. Come on. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank God for trials and tribulations. Count it all joy. Come on, I want to encourage you. Look for something good to come out of whatever you're going through today. Why? Because the Bible says all things work together for the good. I'm telling you, the worst thing that can happen to us is we die. And if we die, we end up on the other side of glory where there's no mosquitoes, where there's no humidity, where there's no bills, there's no relational problems. There's just peace and joy and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. We can't lose. Are y'all with me out there? You, if you're a child of God, you can't lose. Listen. The afflictions that you experience in here can't be compared with the glory that shall be revealed. Hang on. Don't give up. Keep praising God. Amen. Be encouraged today. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Amen. Second reason we should always be thankful is being thankful attracts the presence of God. What does Psalm 104 says? Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Without fail, as soon as I begin thanking God for his goodness, I sense his love and his grace and his presence in my life. Amen? 
Now, why is that so important? Because the presence of God keeps darkness out, keeps depression out, keeps discouragement out. In his presence is joy. In his presence is peace. In his presence is love. When people kick me, I can forgive them. Why? The presence of God, the love of the Lord. Amen. Come on. In the presence of God is the fullness of joy. Come on. That's why we need to have a grateful attitude. It's because it attracts the presence of God. Instead of whining and complaining about our situation, we need to begin praising God. Amen. Remember Paul and Silas. I mean, they're, they're getting beaten because they're preaching the gospel. I mean, you know, listen, when's the last time you got beat for preaching the gospel or standing up for Christ, you know? And this is why they're in prison and they're, I mean, they're gotten beaten with sticks and they're tied to soldiers and they, they're not like in, in, in the kind of jails we have here where you got colored TV and, and three square meals. I'm talking about they were in the inner dungeon of the prison. Amen. And they were in a dark place. But the Bible says, instead of focusing on what they didn't have and focusing on their problems, they decided they were going to have them a little prayer and worship service right there in the jailhouse. Amen. And in Acts 16, 25, it says around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening. And suddenly there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations and all the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped. So he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted to him, stop, don't kill yourself. We're all here, man. And then he ministered to him and said, and the, the jailer said, what must I do to be saved? And he said, believe on the Lord Jesus. You and your house can be saved. Amen. Come on. Something happened. Their hopelessness became triumph. And I'm telling you, you can turn your situation around when you get your eyes off your circumstance and get them on the Lord. Amen. Would you do me a favor and just stand right there where you are? An attitude of gratitude is a kingdom principle. It's a kingdom culture. It's the will of God because it keeps us in a place where we can continue to enjoy a rich life, a full life. Would you do me a favor and just bow your head right now? We've been talking about the goodness of God and how we have a, a problem with sin and we can't change our spots and we can't start doing good and being godly when we don't know the Lord. We got to be saved. We got to be born again. We got to give our heart. We got to give our life to Christ. We got to finally surrender and say, Jesus, I need you. And maybe you're here today and you've never really surrendered your life to the Lord. You've never given your, your full heart over to Him. Maybe you've come to church, but you've never 
totally surrendered. And today might be the day that the Lord is tugging at your heart and he's saying, come on, man, I've done, I've done it all for you. I've given my all for you. I'm, I'm wanting you to surrender your life. If you're here today and you say, Todd, pray for me. I want to be saved. I want to make sure that I'm a Christian. I, I want to make sure that my sins are forgiven. And when I die, I spend eternity with the Lord. If that's you, would you just lift your hand so I could see it? Just lift your hand and thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. I see your hands right here, sir. I see your hand anywhere right back here, ma'am. I see your hand over here. I see your hand right there. Back here, I see your hand. Come on, let's pray this prayer together as a family. We're going to join with you. You just you just be sincere, as sincere as you possibly can. And say this, say, Lord Jesus, I'm thankful that you died on the cross, that you shed your blood so my sins could be forgiven. Lord, I know I've sinned, but I repent. I ask you to forgive me. I turn to you. I give my heart to you. Lord Jesus, I choose this day to live my life for you. Thank you, Lord, for being merciful, for being kind, for being compassionate, and for giving me a chance to live my life for you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. Come on, can you help me just give God thanks for all these people that surrendered to the Lord this morning. We love you, Lord. We honor you. We bless you. Now, there's a card in the pew that says, I made a decision. If you want to take a few minutes to fill that out, bring it to the desk in the in the lobby. We have a gift for you, a Bible if you need one. We just want to give you some tools to help you get started. Come on, how many of you today, how many of you today say, you know what, I need to have an attitude of gratitude. Come on, how many of you feel like that? Can we just, before we go, can we just, before we go, could you just close your eyes for a moment? Could you just in your heart this morning, I want you to just get a picture. See, if you need something to praise God about, Think about what Jesus endured for you so that you could experience Him, so that you could have eternal life. Think about the suffering He went through, the hardship He endured, so that you could have His peace, His joy, His forgiveness, His love, so that you could be encouraged today so that you could experience miracles. Can you just take a moment now and just say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. Thank you for being a good God. Thank you for being a merciful God. Thank you for being a compassionate God. Thank you, Lord for accepting us like we are. We love you today. We honor you today. We praise you today. Can we just take a moment and just sing a, 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 as a hymn, just a song of praise for a moment. Like Paul and Silas did in that inner dungeon. Just want to
Thank you, Lord. You know, a good way to just spend time thanking God is start from the top of your head to just work your way down to your feet. Like, Lord, thank you for eyes. Let's see. Ears. That hear. Thank you, Lord, for a mind that can think. How many of you are glad for that? Now, I know maybe your spouse might think you don't have that, but... Come on, are y'all with me out there? Thank God you got hands that work, legs that move. Amen. Come on. How many of you glad you got a gizzard that works? Uh, well, maybe not a gizzard. How about a liver? Amen. Come on. How many of you glad your little ticker's working this morning? Amen. Come on. How many of you glad you're getting another breath of air right now? Come on. How many of you glad for that breath of air? Come on. Let's give God one more. Just praise offering. We praise you. We honor you. We bless you, Lord. We thank you for this day. Father, may the, may the goodness of God, may the face of the Lord shine upon your people today. Lord, may they have a wonderful rest of this Thanksgiving weekend, I pray. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. If you need prayer for anything, come this way. If not, we love you guys. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.